Hey everyone, in this episode, I'm going to be talking about the Varroa mite incursion here in Australia. For those of you who didn't know, we didn't actually have Varroa mite in Australia up until about a year ago, at which time it was discovered in Newcastle, which is a city quite close to Sydney. And since then, the State Department of Primary Industries have been trying really hard to contain it, trying to eradicate it, and they've been doing a fantastic job. But as we know, Varroa mite is quite difficult to deal with. So since then, we've seen it pop up a few places around New South Wales. And last week, it popped up in the almond pollination, which is really concerning. So in this episode, I'm going to be playing a few interviews that I've done over the last day and a half, talking about Varroa mites in general, and also the efforts we're making here in Australia to produce the VSH line of bees. So in this first interview, I've got Matt Peterson, and he's going to tell us all about what's happening in terms of Roa just at the moment. All right, Matt, can you tell us uh, what's what's happening at the moment out there in terms of Varroa? Uh, well, the Varroa outbreak is, well, it's in New South Wales only, uh, as far as we know from DPI. Uh, I think at present the latest uh, release is at 231 IPs, of which four are, uh, four are within the almond pollination district in the Sunraysia area. Um, and they have predominantly come um, from the Kempsey outbreak. So that's where we sit at the moment, which is a little bit worrying, yes. Right, and what do you think it means in terms of other places around Australia, such as Victoria and South Australia and places like that? Uh, well, uh, I, I it's very worrying for Victoria um, because of the amount of bees that have gone into the area, um, and obviously to state bees as well. So there's a lot of toing and proing in regards to traffic, bee traffic. Um, I think it's inevitable, to be honest, um, we will all get it. I think the only states that probably have any chance of holding it off for some time will be obviously Tasmania and Western Australia. I think, um, you know, they've got a bit of time to put things in place, but I think the eastern seaboard is um, basically one big paddock So, in regards to beekeeping. So I think we're in a little bit of trouble, yeah. And so... Just for listeners who are not aware of what's actually happening at the moment, the current state of affairs is that we're in a state of eradication. Is that yes. right? Yep, correct. Yes. And, we're, and we're, we're sticking with that at the moment? We are at the moment. Uh, there was a CCEPP meeting yesterday. And as far as I'm aware, um, that meeting is still going today in regards to... Um, what happens in regards to the um, eradication policy um, and the planning towards um, whether a decision's made that, you know, it, it, it's it's too far gone um, and whether they call it endemic or how they do that, um, you know, that's anyone's guess, but, yeah. And what measures do you think, are the, what kind of measures are they taking at the moment in the almond pollination areas uh well so we've got those four ips um 
we've got those four IPs, which are, you know, I mean, for people who haven't been to the almonds or do pollination, um, these are really, really vast, big farms. So to give people an idea, the, dis- the distances are, are, are huge. I mean, I, I have these still currently on almonds, and they're about 140 kilometres away from the closest outbreak at Euston. So that gives you an idea of the distances between these places. Um, so there's, there's been heavy surveillance in, in, in any hives around those IPs. Within those IPs, really heavy surveillance. They're putting miticide strips in with sticky mats, um, which are really effective um, way of detecting existing mites. Um, in regards to us, we have our minimum wash um, reporting we have to do before and after. Um, and in New South Wales, it's a permit system. So um, everything that goes to the almonds or comes out of the almonds from New South Wales is traceable, which is a very, very important part of this. I mean, um, the pollination sector is very, very essential in regards to, you know, the people within Australia, our population and our, and our food production. Um, but at the same time, we're trying to deal with a massive biosecurity um, breach, so to speak, um, issue. And um, traceability is key to, you know, if something does pop out, um, they, they can hopefully trace where it's come from or where it's gone to. Okay, well, that was really good to have Matt here on the show to tell us about what's currently happening. And uh, Matt's actually heading up to the almonds next week to bring back his bees, so hopefully he doesn't have any issues bringing them home safely. All the best for that, Matt. Up next, I've got Richard Sims. Now, Richard is the president of the Australian Queen Bee Breeders Association, and he's also the newly appointed chair for the Australian Queen Bee Importation Committee. So Richard's going to tell us a little bit about what's actually happening in terms of what we're doing to bring in the VSH gene here into Australia. Well, my, my idea is to get everybody working on the same page. There is no point having lots of little queen bee breeding programs um, running around. Um, so the AQBBA has, um, we, we've um, taken a, a step ahead and we're trying to get together a national or a federal funded queen bee breeding program, VSH queen bee breeding program. So, um, and this will cost a lot of money and time to do. And what I'm, I'm in contact with the uh, Russian queen bee breeding program in America. And what they're telling us is that uh, just using chemicals won't work and just trying to use queen bees, VSH queen bees won't work. It's got to be a mixture of both. So where they have fallen down and why they're in a mess at the moment is that they went down the chemical path to start with. And of course, as you all know, the mites get used to um, the chemicals and it was reported they had a 50% loss of their production hives last year. That was in the um, American Bee Journal. So um, 
what we're trying to do is get on the front foot here before the mite gets out any further is try and get a queen bee breeding, VSX queen bee breeding program going on in Australia because it's going to take years to um, establish something because even if we say we, we had a heap of money and we could start it tomorrow, you've still got to get the semen in here. Um, to get queens in here, I've sent you the price list of uh, how much it costs to bring a queen bee into Australia through um, Mickleham. So the semen is a um, slower route, but it's um, less complicated. But it, to get everything up and running, it would take a minimum of a couple of years and then get up to production to get queens out to uh, help the Australian industries. We're probably looking at a timeline of three or four or five years you know, to get the numbers out that you want. So um, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get a, a program going. Like we could do it privately um, and, and then just cash in. But what we prefer to do is do it uh, federally and then benefit the industry and not just benefit ourselves and by doing it that way we can um it's no no point in breeding a bee that does absolutely fantastic here in Bundaberg and then goes to tasmania and won't come out of the hive and it's also no point going to um having one that won't produce in um say south australia won't do what's needed or won't do anything in Western Australia because uh, whether Western Australia like to think it or not, they're going to get the mite in the end. So um, so there's a lot of uh, breeding to go on. There's a lot of testing. There's got to be uh, beekeepers who are willing, queen bee breeders who are willing, and beekeepers, willing to um, use these queens and then report back accurate information. So... Uh, the genetics can be changed and adjusted if they have to be and um, other things bred into them and all that sort of thing. So that's that's where the AQBVA is heading and I'd like to think that the uh, import committee would um, come on board and um, help become one big show and uh, go that way. Okay, well, thanks very much, Richard, for being on the show. And over the next couple of months, Richard's going to be working with Ray Butler in New Zealand to bring in the VSH gene. The big issue we've got there is making sure that we don't import any of the viruses that are normally associated with Varroa, such as deformed wing virus. Luckily, at the moment, we haven't discovered any of those viruses in the bees that we've discovered with Varroa, so it, it's likely that we don't have them, which is really good we just got to make sure that we don't bring them in. So that's going to be quite a, a careful sort of process there. Now, next I've got Corinne Jordan on the show. So Corinne is a queen breeder from Queensland, and she was on the show a couple of months ago talking about a new program, which is called bgenetics.com.au, in which she's using UBO 
to find VSH here in the stocks that we currently have in Australia. So she's just started that program and we've got some great news that she's discovered in two commercial apiaries the VSH uh, gene, which is really great. So as you know, uh, VSH is not a sort of a yes or no thing in a beehive. It's it's based on a scale between one to a hundred. So and that's based on how many of the caps are uncapped when the spray is uh, put onto the brood. So. Last week, uh, Corinne discovered in two apiaries that we had some that are in the 50s and some that are even higher in the in the 60% range. So that's really, really great news. And Corinne's here to tell us all about it. Corinne Jordan, welcome back to the show. Now, Corinne, you've had some really interesting uh, results that you, you're going to share with us. Yeah, so um, it's early days yet, but... Um, I'm trying not to get too excited, but I've gone north, so I'm in central Queensland now, um, and I've tested two other beekeepers' stocks for potential varroa resistance, and both of them have results higher than mine, which is really exciting, and one of them has results into the range where we're looking at um, they're already potentially protected. So they're in that high, what Kira Wagner calls the high UVO, uh, between 60 and 100%. So wow. that's good news for me because it means that um, we're starting at a higher base than I anticipated and uh, we should be able to see some results a lot faster. Um, fingers that's amazing. That things, things keep going like this. It just could be um, I got lucky and the best thing about it is they're already um, commercially uh, viable um, bees. They've already they've been pre-selected for this project by the queen breeders who'd already identified them as as good commercially, would have to have good commercial characteristics other than the varroas potential varroa resistance. So yeah, it's a really good start to the project. I'm really happy. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. So you've got two commercial queen breeders. <laughs> who both are exhibiting traits for VSH. That's incredible. Correct. Really great start. Yeah. Yep. Very good. So that means so that really... potentially if you if you were to crossbreed uh, those two strains, then we could potentially have a VSH B line here in Australia already. Uh, yes, we're likely to be able to, to have a VSH B line in Australia fairly Shortly. And the good news is they're not related to my stock and they're not related to each other. So um, crossing them over, we're not going to have any problems with inbreeding. And, yeah, it's looking that, good. That's absolutely <laughs> amazing. Congratulations to you, Corinne. That's, that's fantastic. Well done. Yeah. Well, I've got a lot more testing to do. This is the first 100 or so. So still got about 400 to go. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, we definitely, it's showing good promise. 
Okay, well, nice to be able to finish on a positive note for this episode. Fantastic work that's been done by Corinne Jordan and Richard Sims. That's that's incredible work. I'd also like to give a shout out to Richard Sims once again and to Paul Rodder for being the two commercial queen producers that Corinne worked with in the last week to find the VSH rated bees. So keep up the good work, all of you. I'd also like to say fantastic job to the Department of Primary Industries in New South Wales, DPI. They've been doing an amazing job for over a year now trying to eradicate the varroa mite and all of the volunteers. Congratulations to all of you. You've all done an amazing job. Hopefully, between the efforts of DPI and the different programs, we come out of this okay. And uh, over the next couple of weeks, while decisions are being made, all the best to everyone and take care of yourselves. Bye for now.